0: Hello, welcome to Throwing Light. My name is Brandi Walker. This is episode 77 The Plank in Your Third Eye. got to move this uh, my son, I'm in my son's room recording and his he has a he has like an old fashioned alarm clock and it was ticking away so I moved it to the other side of the room so that perhaps it wouldn't tick in this podcast hello how are you I'm out of breath weirdly <laughs> I don't know why um, I always get a little bit nervous when it's time to record a podcast. This time, I wanted to talk about this idea of what Carl Jung has called shadow work. And a lot of people have called shadow work. Um, I think I feel like he coined the phrase, I don't actually know. I had originally planned to sit down and like, write out copious notes and just really like, create a whole thing. And then I changed my mind. (laughs) I felt, I felt compelled to just share with you my experience of what you could call shadow work of working with. So shadow work, like the basic definition is all of the stuff that we're unconscious of, and so well, the shadow is all the stuff that we're unconscious of, right? So shadow work is essentially making known the unknown, becoming aware of of our neuroses and bad habits and um, limiting beliefs. And, you know, I think we naturally – we naturally do shadow work, right? So we naturally try to like – so, you know, the the famous uh, New Year's resolutions. And I think the reason why people don't like New Year's resolutions is because everybody tries to stop doing something that they don't like about themselves. Like nobody uh, – so often people aren't trying to create something. They're trying to take something away, um, and so often it doesn't work. And I get it. I mean, if you smoke and you want to quit smoking, New Year's is a great time. Um, if you feel like your health is not in a great place and you want to, you know, do that work, whatever that looks like to you, it's a great time. It's it's a reset, right? Um, but there are two main problems with that approach. Um, the first is... Like I said, we're not focusing on what we want, we're focusing on what we don't want. And the second is we don't do the work to get to the root of why we're doing the thing in the first place. And so it doesn't work because we're not actually addressing the issue. We're just like, so you can think of smoking as a symptom. We smoke for a reason. Um, I did <laughs> for a long time for like five years more honestly longer than that um, until I quit for good but um, but we, we don't get to the root of why we overspend or you know don't communicate well or you know whatever it is and the reason we don't is so often because we don't know how and so that is where shadow work comes in. And that is the, the benefit and the beauty of this practice. And I say this practice, but like, it really could, it's, it could take on a lot of forms. So for me, for a long time, shadow work had a lot to do with journaling. And, um, just kind of like, so uh, Julia Cameron's morning pages, if you've ever heard of that. Um, if not, it's kind of like writing three, like word vomiting out three pages of just first thing in the morning, just all of, all of this stuff in your head. Um, that, I think, can be a form of shadow work because you can kind of, you're, you're still like groggy. And so you kind of get out What you don't realize you get out. Um, I think that meditation and prayer can serve as really fantastic ways of doing shadow work. Um, But recently, I've found a practice, and this is kind of what this episode is going to be about, that has, I would say, catapulted me to um next levels of like goals, really like so i you know I'm a three on the Enneagram, very goal oriented, and I've had a se i've had several like concrete goals for myself for. Um, a number of years, like for probably the last 10 years-ish, I've wanted, I've had kind of the four main categories of goals. I wanted to get my finances together. I wanted to get my fitness together. I've wanted to um, connect um, intimate, intimately with Germaine and heal uh, the sexual trauma that I had experienced Secondhand and firsthand. And I wanted to kind of get the ball rolling on this career that this dream that I've had of um, making a living sharing these ideas. And for the longest time, it was just like I mean, if you've been on this podcast for any length of time, you know that it was just like it felt like I was spinning my wheels for a lot of things. Like I would have some progress and then I would, you know, fall back and, and then I would have a little bit more and then I would stay stuck for like six months. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get going. And I, it wasn't that I wasn't accomplishing things because I was, I mean, I, I, I'm very blessed in other areas I have a really amazing relationship with my husband and my kids. Um, I, I am very healthy, you know, um, I graduated from, um, from grad school. I, I started uh, working as a therapist, um, and I had a baby like, so, you know, like it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> um, but I wasn't making progress in the way that I most deeply wanted to, and and I really felt frustrated that I couldn't do that um, and um and so I came across this um, some who mentioned it? I think my friend Rebecca mentioned. The book *Existential Kink*, and I had heard of the author Carolyn Elliott before, but then I went to her. I went to her Instagram, and she had posted a like write-up post about uh, Jay z song, an older song called "No Church in the Wild." And if you are an old, old follower of mine, then you may remember that in, I think it was 2011 or 12. I mean, this is like a while ago. (laughs) I was, we were stationed at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, and we had left our church, which we loved deeply, and we hadn't been able to find a church that, like, that fit us um that seemed um open minded and you know i was just at the very beginning of my spiritual journey but i knew even then that like kind of the the southern way of being christian just wasn't going to work for me and so i got this idea to start a church in my like a, to start a home church in uh in our home, and we called it Church in the Wild, and I used to do like weekly YouTube sermons <laughs> and um nobody really came. I think we had a couple friends come here and there um, but uh yeah, so I saw this post that, that Caroline Cal- Caroline Elliot posted, and I was like, oh, That's funny because like it just brought me back to that time and like the song is just really remarkable, and it was really appropriate for everything that was going on during that. It was just June of this year, so it was in the height of um, uh, uh, protests and just a lot of a lot of heightened um, feelings and passions uh, around. Racial equity, and so I think I just took that Instagram post as a sign that I should check out this book, and so I downloaded it on Audible, and I started listening to it. and It's pretty short for for an Audible book, audio book. <laughs> um, I mean, in that it's, I feel like it's six to nine hours, as opposed to like some of them can get crazy. I have recently uh discovered the you can you can do it at like one and a half speed or like a one and one point three speed. That's been a game changer for me because I can actually get through an Audible book without feeling like it's going too fast and it sounds horrible. Um but so I started listening to this book and and one of the first things that she said was, um, she had this crazy revelation and she'd been through, like, she shared her own story and it was, um, pretty intense. And she, she was in a, in a really, really bad relationship, like, understatement. And she... I don't know if she started to question whether or not like some part of her enjoyed it or what, but she she had this kind of epiphany of like if we live in this world of such extremes, such goodness and such not like such horribleness, um like God must be a kinky motherfucker. <laughs> Um, And I'm going to put an explicit, (laughs) uh, you know, warning in this. But, and I think those were the words she said, but, and, and so she just kind of let that, and she's a, I think she's a philosophy major. So she has like a, a PhD. So that was her, that was her gig is kind of just being able to hold these like crazy thoughts that the God of the universe must like, um, the good and the bad. And I have actually heard, I think Alexander, Alexander Shia had said this idea that God is, we think of God as being above or within us or like all around, but like God is everywhere. God is everything. Um, according to this philosopher. So God um, there's nowhere you can go that God does not exist, so if that's the case, then we have to we have to reconcile the fact that God is in some pretty terrible things, and so for me, I think i have always i've always shied away from uh manifesting and and the idea of co-creating with the universe in the realm when we get into um, sy- systemic problems. And I don't think individuals cause their own abuse or their own systemic injustices. That's not what I'm saying. But as a collective, um, I think that an argument could be made that we have created um some pretty god awful systems and if we are gods with amnesia um you know we we have to explore the idea or or there is a lot of benefit we don't have to do anything but there is benefit in exploring the idea that maybe some part of us likes it. So I'm not going to get into the systemic stuff because I I think that um I think that I'm not ready yet. I actually do want to um in a way that is humble and thoughtful and with the recognition that not everybody's going to agree with me and that's okay. Um But what I want to kind of get into is my own stuff and sharing my story and how this practice has affected me. And then you can do what you will with it. Like, I think for some people, this is wildly triggering and rightly so. And um, I'm not saying do it if it doesn't make sense or resonate with you. Um, And I will say, for me... Um, I, I couldn't have started here, you know, in 2013 or 2015 or even maybe 2017, 18. It's, you know, we're we're all on our own journey. And for me, I had a lot of, I had a lot of, um, I had to get to the place where I could regulate my my emotions well enough that i could um where where this where i i mean I had to get to that place just so I could function in life um you know I think back to my uh early late teen years when I kind of jumped jumped off the deep end and a lot of it was just escapism a lot of it was. I didn't know how to function in the world because I was a highly sensitive person and nobody had given me the tools that I now like live by. And so I just numbed out because I, I couldn't deal with it. And I have nothing but compassion for my 19, 20 year old self. And that's, that just feels like that makes me emotional to say, because I, I didn't feel like that for a long time. Um, but The other thing she says before we get into like what the practice is, sorry, (laughs) I paused. I was, I paused periodically to make sure we're recording. Um, The other practice or the other thing is she says um, she doesn't recommend existential kink if you're depressed and she doesn't recommend it for something that you have not mourned. Um, It's really good for pattern behavior. If you lost your job randomly um, and that's not something that usually happens, it might not work for that. Um, if you went through something really tragic um, and you're still grieving that, um, you have to grieve the thing first. You can't you can't start here. This is like this is like you've you've come to a, a place of acceptance for, um, whatever has happened. Um, and she also says, don't do it in the middle of feeling terrible. (laughs) Like if you're in the fight in a fight with your significant other, unless you you have been doing this stuff for a while, it's not going to help. It's just going to make you feel worse. Um, so uh, having said all that, I highly recommend reading or listening to her book because I'm just kind of the intro here. Um, but here is the basic practice as I understand it. So, um, she recommends setting a timer for 15 minutes and creating almost like a container for this meditation or prayer or whatever you call it, um, by lighting incense, lighting a candle, um, just like starting it, it, like doing like a simple ritual, I have my own kind of ways of meditating, and so I don't necessarily do that. Um, What has worked for me is um, I start my meditations these days right now with Rebecca Burnt. I think she got it from um, her spiritual teacher, but it's the blue light meditation and um, super, super great, and it just kind of like clears your like any stuck energy out of your body and you can do that with breath. I did that for a long time with, with just breathing in what i wanted, breathing out any crap. Um but yeah, so i do like a i do like a base meditation. I don't set a timer because i like to get lost in meditation. If that's sometimes my meditations are like 10 minutes or less, sometimes they're 30 minutes. It's just like I if I if I'm able, I let it be what it wants to be. But that works for me. I'm not saying that that's you, uh what you should do or what you should start with, especially if you're just starting meditating. Um and you could set the timer for shorter if 15 minutes seems like too long. So you become aware of a situation that you don't like. So I'm trying to think the first thing I did it on. I remember the first thing that had, well, so this was in June. I'm just going to be really transparent with you. Um, We had not received uh, my husband's unemployment benefits and this was June. So he had applied in March. um, And for some reason we hadn't they hadn't come and I had just quit my job and um, like I had just left and things were pretty dire. Like I was like kind of freaking out, not kind of, I was completely freaking out. And um, and so you become aware of a situation that you don't like and you um, you just kind of like pay attention to what feelings that evokes in you. So I, for example, I became aware of the unemployment benefits not coming, um, not having come yet. And then, you know, what does, what comes up for me? And I don't remember specifically, but so like shame might come up, like fear, anxiety, rage, you know, whatever, whatever comes up. Um, I don't tend to have rage about those kind of things. Um I tend to my with I feel like a lot of people would have and I, there's no right or wrong. Whereas I would feel like a lot of people would have rage at the system for not um for not um showing up and for it being 3 months. My tendency is to uh, self blame and to um internalize it, and so I will have shame and embarrassment because you know we're not working and we're not you know good citizens or something, whatever it is. so whatever comes up for you, um just allow it uh just become aware, and for me, what has really worked is becoming aware of the main emotion, kind of like naming. And this is a practice that you can look up called the thought record, which is a CBT, um, cognitive behavioral therapy um, technique, where you kind of write out all that you're feeling and then circle the, the most intense feeling. But for me, it helps to like kind of choose one, choose one of, choose the main one. And then, and this is the hard part, and it's worked really well for me, but I would imagine that it like it doesn't work all the time and be very, very self-compassionate and kind to yourself if it doesn't. Um, but what you want to do with this emotion is feel it. What does it feel like in your body? What are the sensations? Where is it in your body? And is there any... Way that you could conceive that you enjoy it, so um, for shame, um, like is there, and it feels like really like no, like I can't, like I, how could I ever feel good about shame or sadness or you know, whatever. Um, what I found is that. For me, when I first started doing this, the huge things that came up were um sexual in in nature like it was it was a i was shocked, but it was a turn on and and i think that that's so i think that it's true because i i was am um, <laughs> so sexually repra- repressed because because of trauma because of the things that um I've endured, and because the things that, um, as an empathic person, that people have endured, um, and so what I found, and it shocked me, <laughs> was that I was turned on. I was turned on by my shame or by my rage or by you know whatever, and and then it was like, oh, I can, I can understand why I like this. Um, and then all you do is just allow it, so our shadows we're we're sort of like it's like we're it's like our shadows are like teenagers, <laughs> like we're not letting them do the thing that they want to do, so they're just doing it anyway, and so that shows up as you know um smoking or you know bad habits or whatever, and you might think, well, I don't have any control over." Um, unemployment benefits showing up, maybe, but maybe the universe is far weirder than we think we are that when we think it is then that we maybe we are far weirder and more um capable or or powerful than we think we are, so um yeah, so I was turned on, and then I just allowed it. I just allowed myself to feel what I felt. What happened for me, and what was really interesting is I was also doing this work on naming are figuring out my 12 archetypes from Caroline, Caroline misses book, uh, sacred contracts. And I actually still haven't finished the book, but, um, the first part of it is just identifying, uh, she says we have 12, also a Jungian idea archetypes. Um, and archetypes are kind of like, you could say stereotypical, but not really like, um, Uh, um, it helps, I think, to think of them as like, so we all have the same four, um, according to Caroline Miss, um, the child, the prostitute, the victim, and the saboteur. And then we have eight that are unique to us. And I was having a really hard time identifying what my archetypes were, um, I had recognized that I definitely probably had the addict archetype, um, but I couldn't like I couldn't determine like any tangible way to like figure out how I had them. She had hers were like write down what they could be and then like interview them. It just sounded really like a laborious process that I wasn't interested in doing. So what happened when I started doing this EK work is that an archetype just showed up. So an archetype, like, I don't remember what specifically would show up, but like, um, my slave archetype showed up one time and was just like, I like, like, there is a safety in being told what to do. And so I like that. (laughs) And, it helps and it makes me feel protected and it's, you know, and it's like, it's fucked up, but it's like, we're all, we all have these weird human fucked up things. And, you know, for me, everybody has like a specific child archetype for me. It's the abandoned child and I'm adopted, you know, it's not shocking. Um, But becoming aware of my abandoned child archetype and, and like my tendency to push people away because I don't want to get hurt again. Um, or just to try to do it myself because fuck them (laughs) because everybody's going to leave me anyway. Um, like those traits within myself, um, this, as I started to do this existential kink work, like these just started coming up to the surface and I could see like, um I could just I was learning things about myself and then I was just allowing it. I was just letting whatever weird fucked up thing um ha- like that I wanted to just be. And it doesn't mean you act on it, right? Like what happens is that in allowing yourself to enjoy the quote unquote bad thing, it dissipates. So, you know, for example, with the unemployment, if I was turned on, um, and I don't remember what archetype showed up, but, um, you know, maybe it was my, I have a liberate, I have a slave archetype and I have a liberator archetype. Maybe my liberator wanted to like relish in the injustice of this, of the system being broken. And so I just let him, I just let myself like and that would be like a rage response um which i also have you know i just said i tend to internalize things but i have both right so um and then that's it like it really and then i just like go about my day you know um allow i write down a few notes so it sounds pretty simple it's simple but difficult what is incredible specifically about this particular time was that the card showed up in the mail like within an hour like the mail lady came early <laughs> like like i was i was i was like shaking with like holy crap this stuff really works and um so and then i did it another time and i was like um i was i was st- frustrated because I was stuck. Um, I was trying to grow on TikTok and I wasn't really having any success. And, and then, um, and when I did it, so I did it a couple times and I worked through some stuff and I worked through, you know, found my archetype and all of that. And then I did it again cause I still wasn't growing and like nothing came up and I was like, Oh, I think I'm ready. Like I'm not turned on by, um, you know, <laughs> not growing. I think I'm ready to grow. And like within a week, I had hit 10k on TikTok. And this stuff just started happening. I did, I was at the time having really bad um, eczema on my lips, on my face, which was really embarrassing. And so I did EK on that. And I found what ultimately led me to um, a program, not a program, I, I, long-term, this was two months ago. So I came across this guy called the medical medium and then, um, and then started kind of following his protocol, which was like lots of fruits and vegetables, limiting your fats, both animal and, um, and, uh, um, Animal and, and plant fats, and um importantly cutting out dairy, um and uh, ultimately gluten, and because so, and this is you know so I won't get into all of that, um but you can read if you're in at all interested in in what that's about. It's not necessarily an allergy. It has to kind of do with what he feels like what he's he's the medical medium so it's like all this stuff has been channeled from spirit (laughs) but um but yeah so uh, it's kind of weird but I took out all this stuff and my face cleared up and in addition to that um I just I I became like I got fits I like I and I and I hesitant to say I lost I lost fat I did um and i and I had been trying for um ten years, you guys, like since two thousand since two thousand eight um and I don't talk about that publicly very much, but you know, I know that my body wasn't at its healthiest i'm um, five three, and you know I was carrying probably you know thirty or forty extra pounds but I want to be an athlete, I know in my heart <laughs> I'm an athlete and um so I in conjunction with uh I'd follow this woman on um YouTube. her name is Natasha Ocean and she talks about um, intuitive eating I think I've talked about her before, but intuitive eating in conjunction with um strength training, like, um, I forget what it's body, body, uh, bodybuilding, I think is what we call it in the US, but basically like lifting weights, getting strong. And then you're not, you're not just limiting your like, so often the advice is just eat less. And that's actually not what you want to do for long-term health. You want to build up your muscle composition so that you can eat 2000, 2500, calories for a woman um, and and so in conjunction with this you know medical medium program I'm eating a lot of food <laughs> cuz it's all like um, it's all like fruits and vegetables I mean it's not just all fruits and vegetables I still practice intuitive eating so like right before I recorded this I had oat milk ice cream with um chocolate chips and and jam because that's what I wanted. And, you know, I had avocado toast for breakfast. So I'm not like I'm not, not eating. <laughs> um I eat what I want, but I found ways to eat food that is delicious and and helping me feel amazing. So I what is interesting is I so I did the EK on that uh, on the the eczema and like later that afternoon found a medical medium and sort of made the decision that I was just gonna um, I was gonna do it I was just gonna dive in and try to like cut out dairying and and give it a go and I did and so that was about two months ago. Uh, it was like right around a new moon. So I think it was two months ago because it's a new moon tonight. (laughs) Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday, August 18th, and it'll probably come out tomorrow, but so, um, that is kind of, what happened for me. And I don't know if everybody would have the same results. And I don't know, like, you know, I'm really hesitant to say like, you know, this program worked amazeballs for me and it it will for you too. Like, I think everybody has their own way of doing shadow work. But I do think that it's important that we do it. I think I think I, I would say that. And so existential kink might not be your jam, but, um, I would, if it's not, or if it is, I would ask whatever you call the divine spark of the universe, um, to show you how, what your, what your process is and, um, and how to do your shadow work And, um, and, and then do it, you know? So I think, I think that's all I wanted to say. I, I am very, I mean, I shared a lot of stuff in this one and I, a lot of people on TikTok had asked about shadow work. And so I wanted to do an episode on it. This is really transparent and um, it's a, a vulnerable to share, but that's what I do and that's my gift. And I don't plan on stopping even as I, you know, start to reach a larger audience. Um, I'm grateful for you. I, I, you know, I think that with all things self-kindness, self-compassion, and going at your own pace, and maybe maybe that's not where you're at and that's okay to recognize and just be where you're at and it's it's and maybe you're like maybe you're past this like maybe you're like i've done this i did this like 5 years ago and the new thing is xy and z and if that's the case i'd love to hear you know where you are in your journey regardless of where you are in your journey i would love to hear where you are in your journey because our journeys are that's that's where that's where the, the magic is um and honoring the space you find yourself in so thank you for listening again this won't be heavily edited uh you probably know that by now um i There may have been some background noise. Um, my baby woke up in the middle of recording, and my uh, husband went and got her because it's his uh his time. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so, um, there are other ways that this has transformed me. I didn't share them all. And if you are interested, you know, holler and I will share happily. Um, I hope that you are doing amazing. New moon blessings. Uh, Namaste.